Hey everyone, wanted to quickly hop on here before the episode proper just to get into a couple quick items of housekeeping. I am going to be releasing two episodes this week, the first of which is the one you're about to listen to, which I'm going to introduce in a moment, and the second of which is going to be a full deep dive into the Real Housewives of New Jersey reunion. So you can look out for that one um, sometime in the next seven days. As far as today's episode goes, as many of you know, I recently gave a full-length intuitive reading to Arissa Hill, who was one of the stars of the original season of The Real World Las Vegas way back in, I want to say 2002, something like that, 2002, 2003. And I extended an invitation for people to come and participate in the reading by witnessing the reading and then having a chance to ask questions about where it took them, what it brought up for them, what it was like for them to be in the energy of the reading. This is something I'm going to be doing a lot more of in the coming months. It's something I'm really excited about. It's something I feel really passionate about. I really, truly, and fully believe that there is something energetic that happens in these readings or in these transmissions, and that when people have the opportunity to participate in them by way of witnessing them, they get access to that energy. And so in that context, the person who's receiving the reading, in this case, Arissa, really does become a catalyst for an energetic opening that can ripple and reverberate outward and have an impact on the people who are in the field of that work. And that's why I'm so excited about the idea of really making this work more available for people to sit in on, witness, and participate in on a bigger level. Because I think the more that it's out there, uh, the more people who can potentially benefit from it. So having said all that, This is something I'm going to be offering more and more of in the coming months, and I thought it might be kind of a cool way to kick this off by releasing Arissa's reading as a podcast episode. Now, I did edit this down some. The original event was a full two hours, um, so I've edited down some of the reading. I've definitely edited down some of the questions to give you guys a taste of what this was, but there's still a lot here for you to sink your teeth into. One last thing for a quick point of clarification There is a moment where we start to explore a formative experience that had a deep impact on Arissa around the ages of three or four. Arissa didn't want to get into the specific details of that in a public forum. So just know, yes, there is an event that we're we're speaking to. We're not naming the details. And I guess the only thing I would say about it up top just for an appropriate sense of context and understanding, and I'm sharing this with Arissa's permission. It was an event that happened that has contributed to a feeling in her as an adult that it is somehow not safe to be grounded or rooted in her life in a very anchored way. And a a historical fear or image or belief that if she were to get grounded and anchored in her life, it would somehow put her in danger or create an experience of getting taken out or whisked away somehow. All right, you guys, I will leave you to it. I hope you enjoy the episode. Let yourself see what it's like to to open yourself up to the energy of the reading and the themes that we explored, and hopefully there's something that you can get out of it. (laughs) 
Hi, and welcome to Deep Dive with Jamie Stein, where we take a deep dive look at all things reality TV, pop culture, and the world at large. I'm an intuitive and an empath, which means I pick up on the thoughts, feelings, and energy percolating in other people in the world around me. I believe there is meaning waiting to be found at every turn, if you're willing to see it. So join me as we dismantle everything from trash TV to high spiritual concepts and learn more about ourselves, each other, and how we're all connected. Okay, great. So I'm going to check in with you in a moment, Arissa. Before I do, I'm just going to officially drop into you with your permission, kind of drop into the space. Are you okay with that? Okay. And just everyone maybe just taking a moment just to send some supportive energy Arissa's way as she's stepping into the space as the catalyst. And with all of that said, what do you hear with Arissa? What do you want to ask about? Thank you for having me, Jamie. Thank you everybody for um, participating. Um, so what I would like to ask is I suffered a very significant loss uh, four years ago. I was pregnant and I was ready to have a child and um, fairly into my pregnancy, um, about four and a half, close to five months in, um, I started to um, notice that something was wrong um, and I miscarried. <clears throat> but it was on my birthday. And while I understand that things like this happen and um, there is no rhyme or reason, um, specifically for me, I would like to know what the significance was with that date or why um, and what that means for me now because ever since then around the time of my birthday when that starts to roll around I tend to notice that I'm calling in a lot of chaos subconsciously um, so that I don't have to deal with mm. it um, at all trying uh -huh. to um, you know, find out what the reason behind this is mm -hmm. and what I need to learn and grab from this so that I can reconcile with it and use it, this experience to not be attached to such sadness and despair and angst. Mm -hmm. Okay, great, thank you. Mm -hmm. So I'm just taking in everything you're saying. So I hear a few questions. They're kind of, it feels like they're wrapped around one. Um, so I'm hearing one, a question around kind of like what's the underlying meaning of this event, especially since it felt like, I'm, what I'm hearing you say, there was like this deep synchronicity around it literally being on your birthday. Mm -hmm. So yeah, what's, what's the deeper meaning of this is one question. 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, what am I meant to learn from this? What am I meant to get from this? Yeah, what's the deeper meaning? Um, and then I hear a second question around, um, well, I hear you bringing in your resistance to letting it through. So what is it in me that sort of stops myself from, it's, it, yeah, uh, in a way, fully knowing what this is about? <laughs> what is it in me that keeps this at arm's length? So we might want to start there since that's kind of like, if there is something in you that's keeping it at an arm's length, then yes, we might want to start there. Um, and then there's kind of a third question perhaps i mean again it's connected it's baked into all of it but yeah how do i find closure right yeah. okay so that all feels true and right for you correct all right so what a, whew, okay there's stuff here for sure um so yeah i'm going to um as i say drop into the question so what is it in me that pushes away knowing more about this So it's really, so, I mean, it is really interesting, Arissa, and this happens a fair amount, but what I'm noticing is I can feel the whisper and the echo of, yeah, a pretty intense voice that's saying, uh, uh, no, like we're not going near this, but what's okay. There's a couple of things happening at once, but what's interesting is like, I feel it as a whisper. I can feel it's there and I can feel it's intense, but it's really quiet. And it's actually like when I go in, what surprised me, because I wasn't expecting this, it was almost like everything suddenly went dead. So to me, that kind of really indicates like, yeah, there's something in you that is definitely saying, no, we're not going near this. I mean, I'm hearing the words, it's not safe. It is not safe to go near this. And I don't fucking trust you. Um, Yeah. And I almost feel like that voice could be like, to, to me in this moment, but it could be like to God, it's like, I don't trust. Yeah, I don't trust anyone to have my back. So you're asking me to go into this shit? And then like, who's gonna have me, you know, at the bottom of the pit? You know, like, I, no, this is a setup. This is a setup I've been in my whole life. Oof, that feels, yeah. Oh, there's a lot here. I also want to say there's a lot here. <laughs> so, and I see you're having feelings. So I want to check in with you in, in a second. Um, but just to kind of finish the thought so I don't lose it. It's like, I can feel there's so much here. It's like, that almost feels like part of what shuts it down. It's like, there's so much overwhelm of, there's so much that can come through. And it feels like there's so many different threads that as you, I just feel like, I don't even know where to start with this. And in the place where I feel like there's no trust, there's no safety, but also like, I also want to say, like I was never taught how to hold this experience of like being me and having all these things. And I think what's coming to me, like being this wide open channel where things come through. So it's just like, but this feels like part of the initial stuff I was saying, it's like, no one's got my back here. So don't ask me to do this. Okay. Okay, so there's a really strong voice that wants to come through. I just want, do you need to say anything right now or do you want to say anything before I? No, that's all very, you're very spot on with that. I felt as you were saying that all of the things that you were saying is really tuned into my internal dialogue. Mm-hmm. That soul kind of dialogue right now, for sure. Okay, great. 
Yeah, it's like there's so much sadness connected to this because it does. It feels like this conversation with God. I mean, I'm just hearing it's like, you motherfucker. <laughs> like, you motherfucker. <laughs> like, you left Absolutely. me down here with this shit. It's like, you left okay. me down here with this shit. Like, what the fuck? Like, it's kind of almost like you're saying to your guides, like, you got something wrong here. Like, <laughs> you, like, you didn't do this right. Like, the way that you guys usually set stuff up, like, I know you've, you're supposed to be wise and everything, but you fucked <laughs> something up here. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. let me just stay with this because it is connected to such a deep sadness mm-hmm. and I can almost feel the place in me that it's like we could skip over that you know what I mean it's like I don't want it like that's part of what it feels like you almost don't even want to know it's like I don't want to know how heartbroken I, I don't want to know how like how much grief is here because mm-hmm. there's no one here well I'm hearing there's no one to take care of me there's no one to take care of me. And it's like, I show up and I show up and I show up and still there is no one here to fucking take care of me. So don't play this trick on me again. Wow. So yeah, just, you know, and this is just a part of it. It's just like being seen, being heard. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I just really have this impulse to go slowly with you and to really sit in the place of, I don't know why this feels important, but I really want to say it because it really feels important to sit in the place where nothing has to happen mm-hmm. other than what's happening in this moment. I don't know why that feels important to say in this moment, but it, yes, I does it. Do you know why? <laughs> no, I mean, because of everything that you just said, all, like the, the conversation with the guides that that feeling of like (laughs) I know you know (laughs) but like what the fuck is this (laughs) so um yeah all of that is uh so powerful uh so in tune it's remarkable and it's a place of like deep aloneness Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. yeah like like a solitary you know Mm -hmm. um isolated isolation yeah and I have something to say about that, but um, before I get there, what I want to say, it's like, and even that feels like a part of this. It's like, I don't want to fully let myself know how alone I felt mm-hmm. because it's, it's, it's like, I don't want to go towards any of the, it's, you're so interesting, Arissa, because I know you're very smart and I know you're very spiritual and I know like you, oh, that's why I'm saying nothing has to happen. You do so much. Right. So you work on yourself and you stretch yourself and you investigate and you do shit and you Google and you know, I mean, you, there's a lot you do. <laughs> but what's interesting about it in this moment is like, and still there's, but there's, there's like, um, what's the language? It's like, it's like, I want to say like a, a certain depth, like there's just a place where I won't go in terms of all of it. Certainly what happened four years ago, but like the grief, because it's like, I don't, it's, it's everything that I've already said. It's like, I don't trust you're really going to have my back on the other side. So it's, it, it's, so there's this bind here because there is this part of you that's really like wanting the deep spiritual connection, right? But bad news for you is that actually requires surrender. And there's something, there's a story based on experience, but there's a story that you've had around 
what it means to surrender, which is, this is where a trick gets played on me, which I'm really interested in the energy of that for you. I mean, it's something that comes up, you know, with a number of people, but I feel it's like, yeah, there's a setup here. It's like, I'm going to surrender, but then no one's going to have my back and I'm going to be left holding the empty bag. So then you don't want to surrender. But my feeling is it's that lack of surrender that keeps you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you got it. So it's almost like you get so busy. It looks good. It sounds good. Mm -hmm. I'm doing all the things. And then that becomes part of the story. It's like, I'm doing all the things. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and still X, Y, and Z is not happening. Mm -hmm. But, you know, for me, what I feel this moment, but because actually probably there's not a lot for you to do, Mm -hmm. but in the place where there's not a lot for you to do, oh shit, then I'm going to have to drop, oh, then I'm going to have to drop in and feel some shit. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that is what I've been like. Like, yeah, it's like, I'll surrender. And I almost feel like part of what the voice has been is like, it's very, I mean, it actually touches me because it feels very, it feels like a child. It feels yeah. so young. It feels like this little girl is like, yeah, I'll, I'll do my part. Like I'll put my toes in the water to see if you're going to meet me here. And then if it's safe, okay, then I'll surrender. But what the little girl doesn't get is she's not fully surrendering. So of course you're not ever, like she's still running the show. And as long as that little girl's running the show, she's going to continue to be disappointed because that's the story she's living, right? So that's the mind fuck here in the Catch-22. There's that little girl who's like, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to show up. I'm going to do my part, but I'm doing it halfway. I'm going to make it look good, sound good. I'm going to be really busy. Mm-hmm. And then you got to show me what I get for this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then when I don't get it, I'm pissed. And it proves this story that I've got that like no one ever comes through for me. And then it just keeps the whole thing. The cycle. Yeah. So you get that, right? Well, you get what I'm saying. Absolutely. Okay. Cause it's like, it's complicated. So I'm just making sure like it's clear in the way that I'm articulating it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it feels good to be saying all this. I want to say um, like, it feels like just even saying it, it's kind of helping to clear something. I want to come back to the question in a moment. I just, I want to check in with you as well. I just, what I'm doing in this moment though, I just want to like, I don't know. I just have this impulse to really be with that little girl. You know, that little, I don't know. To me, it's like three, four, five year old Arissa. Yeah, absolutely. Who just, I feel like that was the first, I mean, it may have been before that, but I feel like that was the age where it maybe really set in of like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, yeah. Yes. Yes. And just feeling yes. so deeply misunderstood and used. I had a very experience at that age, that formative age, where you know, uh, right? Yeah. yeah. Do you very, want? I mean, very traumatic. Do you? And you don't have to. I mean, I, I, I'm leaving everything up to you as far as what you want to share. Do you want to share? I, so, for people who don't know. Um, you know, I know Arissa, I worked on your season of the real world. I believe it's coming to me. I believe I know what you're referring. I don't know. Do you want to share anything about it or not? I mean, yeah, you know what I'm referring to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else you want to say in response to what I've said so far? No. Um, 
you know, you've, you've located little Larissa <laughs> and um, yeah, uh, here we are. So I, I want to say, Arisa, like what comes to me in this moment is there, I guess what I want to say to you, because there feels something here about you strengthening that relationship with little Arisa, you know, and really, you know, maybe it's an overused term, but it feels like there's kind of an invitation here around reparenting. And what I want to say to you, and this feels so important, it's like when you get into that I'm going to call it that busybody mode that does things and does a lot and is trying to like prove shit in order to like make it safe before you surrender. And this feels like such an urgent message for you. You abandoned that little girl. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I want to say you can have your own back. Mm -hmm. You're strong enough to have your own back. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, it, yeah. Were you going to say something? No, yeah. I, I get it. And, and, yeah. Okay. Were you going to say something or you, no? It, something just clicked, but I'm going to let you to continue. Okay. Are you sure? Yes. Okay. Um, yeah. Because there's something, what just came into the, there is something, there's a rewriting of the story around what, it, like that solitary thing, that alone thing. There's something around there that's going to need to be rewritten because it's true. There's something, and by the way, <laughs> I get it. There's something <laughs> very alone about mm-hmm. your your spoke of the wheel in this universe. Like just even in your family system, right? It's like I get that you're you came in as this kind of I don't even know what to call you, but definitely like not like different, mm-hmm. <laughs> and this exactly. this vessel that both has like a lot of bright light and also a relationship to the darkness, but like a sacred relationship to the darkness. And then you were surrounded by all this lack of consciousness. Yes. And so then it's like, you're completely alone. And I think there's something, I don't know if we have to do this right this moment, but it's coming in. There's something around your relationship to that aloneness. Um, it came in when I was saying like having your own back, cause there's almost something around, yes, there, there's a sacred aloneness to your journey that I think you've experienced again, I think because of experiences like, you know, childhood p- patterned experiences that you've experienced as abandonment that you've experienced as yeah, no one's got my back. No one's here to support me. I'm all on my own, like a sur- you know, survival thing. And that's that, that there's something around there that, that wants to be rewritten around, like in the place where adult Arissa can have her own back and can work with spirit to manifest what she wants and needs if and when she's willing to just slow the fuck down and feel and understand like your relationship is with spirit and spirit is there to guide you. And there is a sacred aloneness here. And once you can, and maybe there'll be more information that comes around, comes in around this, but once you can get aligned with that sacred aloneness, not from a place that I've been abandoned, but from a place of this is my unique spoke on the wheel, you're actually going to bring in more consistent support. Okay. You get that? Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Um, what is it in me that pushes away knowing more about this experience? Yeah, and it's interesting because now when I drop in, 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's shifted. And it, what I feel, it's in the heart. And it's like, mm, I mean, your little girl's very, I mean, very cute. She's got a flair for the drama. She's very like she's a performer, uh, and she's like, okay, like I'll maybe try this out, you know. And so, you know, what I want to say to you, Arissa, which is great, you know, I mean, it's like half measures in this work avails us a lot. And um, what I want to say is like, yeah, you get to explore. So for me, what this means is like, I want you to just start experimenting with what it might mean to just consciously create some space to just feel and it doesn't mean you have to go all in to the full 110 percent depth of pandora's box but just to start creating yeah like to open the window a bit and just to see what it's like to get into deeper relationship with some of these feelings and again from a place of little girl like i'm here you know, and you're like, there's space and safety for you to be seen and heard and for her to have the chance to open her eyes and then say like, okay, spirits, like what's, am I safe? Is this going to like destroy me? Is the bottom going to fall out from under me? Like if I start to feel, does the eviction notice come? Like, oh, okay. like, and just start to just find stable ground. Mm-hmm. in relationship to feeling that you oh this feels important like you don't have to be in a whirlwind of chaos to be safe it feels like that's part of how you felt like okay yeah. like yeah yeah there's not safety yeah. for me to be unstable right if i'm on stable ground that's where they can come and get me mm-hmm. and it feels connected to that experience that you're talking about it's literally like i could get whisked away and taken yes. yeah 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 okay yeah there you go yeah. Yeah. So let me just articulate. I mean, I want to say it's shifting. Let me just articulate the voice because I feel it so strong. It's like, yeah, I, I won't sit still. I won't anchor. I won't be here. Like, don't tell me I have to do that when you set it up for me to learn that that wasn't fucking safe. And, you know, part of the voice that wants, so part of the voice that wants to come in is just like, no. Like, no, yeah, you can't take me. And also, like, there is this voice, too, that's looking around to the family system. I'm, again, I'm going back to this experience when you were three, four. That's like, how the fuck did you let this happen? <laughs> yeah. Like, how did you let this happen? How take care of me? I deserve to be taken care of. Oh, wow. Okay, I'm just gonna say something that came in. Take it however you want, take it with a grain of salt. You know, I deal a lot with the unconscious. Do you wanna hear this? Yeah, yeah. I just felt the place in your family system, unconsciously, if they were unconsciously scared of you being this different vessel, yeah, that unconsciously they would let that happen. I am also hearing the words, forgive me. So just breathe. Is there anything that you need to say or what's happening? 
Does it validate something? Yeah. Yeah. All of it. Okay, good. Good. So let that happen. Because that, again, that's sort of a big part of the work is just validating your experience. And you have a right to your experience. And that's how we reclaim and rewrite it. Yeah, you weren't crazy. And that's what I'm saying. You can trust yourself. Yeah, you got a lot of messages around that, right? Like, yeah, you can't trust yourself. You're crazy. So, yeah, how can you even trust that you could take care of yourself? And there was so much coming in that just feels like it was so invasive energetically. Was there anything you needed to say in this moment? Um, just, uh, I just wanted to uh, thank you for bringing this up uh, and out. I I'm really, uh, it's really eye-opening for me. Something that I feel like I knew on a mm -hmm. subconscious level because, you know, there was this just immediate, um, like, yes, like, I feel seen, you get it. Um, yeah. And yeah, that's what has come up. Um, uh -huh. Yeah, so part of what I'm hearing for you as you say that to Arissa is like, um, yeah, you not, yeah, you know what's going on. And um, like I said before, you can trust yourself. And then what I sort of heard for you was, and actually you're trusting yourself. It almost feels quiet to me. Like you don't have to scream it from the rafters. And I, and I have this feeling almost like part of the doing, oh, that's what it was. So I was feeling the place where you were sort of given messages like you're crazy, you don't know what you're talking about. And so then it was almost like in you, it's like, I got to prove something, justify something, be heard. And what I'm feeling for you now is a doorway of like, you don't ever have to worry about being hurt again because you can trust yourself. And in that place, again, there's nothing to prove and no one to convince. And so to me, this feels connected to the energy of the woman who does, does, does. And don't get me wrong. I know you have a mission. I know you have things you want to share. So I'm not saying don't share that stuff. But what I am saying is I think there's a refinement that can start coming in this place where we're going to support you to start doing less because that's what heals inner Arissa, that young child. I want you to start paying attention to that refinement of like, where am I connected to my quiet inner knowing that doesn't need to say much and just trusts and believes and acts and speaks when it's right versus when am I convincing, pushing, doing, screaming from the rooftop? I mean, that's my imagery, but you know, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, so I really, there's something about, like, I feel like you're going to have a time of really going inward and, yeah, cultivating that inner knowing, that inner trust, that inner quiet. And then when, as soon as I said that, oh, my God, I got all this amazing imagery. It just feels like there's so much for you there, you know, and again, developing that inner trust. So it's like, yeah, I got my own back. Mm -hmm. I don't have to worry about being abandoned because I'm not abandoning myself. And in the place where I don't abandon myself, God can never abandon me. And I know you get this because no matter what the fuck happens, the spiritual journey is I trust, I trust, I trust. Right. You've not been wanting to trust because of the story around abandonment. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But if you can heal that image which I think is happening now, right? I think that's what's happening here. Yeah, then there's, there is no abandonment. 
Yeah. Okay. So let me just clear out whatever. There's just something else that, ah, yeah. Okay. So I'm hearing the voice. It's like, yes, <laughs> yes. And then voice that just says, I've got things to say. <laughs> I'm powerful. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I hear you. I've got things to say. I've got things to do. I know things. I'm powerful. But it's true, Arissa. It's like when you care about other people hearing it, seeing it, knowing it, I'm just telling you, you abandon yourself there. This is mm-hmm. inward. And that's what I'm saying about the aloneness. There's a sacred aloneness here. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is about you and you alone. Mm-hmm. And there's stuff there. So I, I want to come back to the second question. So um, this is, I think this is the last thing I'll say for now, but it's like, you know, I feel, you know, part of what's been coming through for me is like this. I just kind of hear like light in the dark, light in the dark, light in the dark. And there is this relationship to, And I don't know even what I mean by this, and maybe it'll make sense to you, but it's like, I want to say like the darker realms, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's almost like, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't know your actual heritage, you know, Um, I know that you're half black, but it's like, to me, it's, it's, and I know you'll be okay with this, but I I want to be clear, (laughs) this feels specific to you, because it feels like this is sort of politically incorrect, but it, it feels like, African. It feels like um, like voodoo. It feels like I want to say like black magic. You know, like it's like it feels like you watch Buffy, right? Mm -hmm. You remember like that spirit guide that like came through her that like you know in her dreams and said death is your like it has Mm -hmm. that quality to me of like there's something for you to know there. And um, why am I saying this? Why did this come up? It came up when I kind of held you being inward with your own process. And it's, yeah, I've got things to say. It's like, there's, yeah, there's a journey for you to go on with the light and the dark. And yeah, but it's not coming from pushing, exerting, planning, trying to get the thing that's going to give you the money that's going to do that. It's like, it's not coming from any of that. Mm -hmm. It is coming from what you've been avoiding, which is like, the miscarriage, AKA all the feelings, the loss. That's where it's coming from. That's what I'm saying. That's why I'm like, it's time. I mean, again, we're doing it, but it's time to like create some space. Right. The more you go inward, the more of that strength you're going to discover. Cause that woman's strong, that black magic woman's strong. So mm-hmm. the more, you know, her, the more you're going to feel safe. And it's like, no right. one can fuck with me here. Yeah. I'm good then it becomes like spirit throw whatever the fuck you want to throw at me like I'm good I got this that's yeah that's what she says okay so that all makes sense to you right yes yeah. okay I love that you guys like, okay. mm-hmm. so I know there's sort of a question in all of this around like what is the deeper meaning again it was on your birthday I just heard the word rebirth actually um okay so what is the deeper I mean yeah rebirth uh how old were you when this happened uh, so four years ago, I was 39. Cycle, rebirth, lineage. It may, it's, I don't know. I just heard something about like, it makes me curious about what else has happened um, in your female lineage at ages 39 for other women in your family. I don't know if you know anything about that. You might want to ask about that. I just heard that. I just noticed like when I drop into this question, like there's something, I mean, you see it in my jaw, there's something in my heart. Let me just see what this wants to say. 
I'm just hearing the words, no, 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 no. What is this? Is this just still resistance to going into this? No, I won't. I won't go into this. I won't feel this. I won't know this. What is this? I mean, it's weird. I'm seeing that woman again, the kind of medicine woman. Wow. That's just, I'm sorry. But literally, as you were saying that, I just dropped in myself and wow. Okay. Holy shit. Cause she, she's, yeah, she's right here. Like I literally was just connecting to her as you okay. said that. that, that's why I'm like, holy shit. Like this is definitely like in my maternal bloodline. For uh-huh. Me. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, okay. This is what I'm hearing Arissa. I'm hearing the word sacrifice. I'm hearing mm-hmm. the words blood sacrifice. Does that mean something to you? Uh, that, that, yes, yes. Okay. But that's because I recently looked up the gematria of my name and the word blood sacrifice was in that, like random. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I know, right? That's why I'm like, whoa. Okay, so here we go. (laughs) So what I am feeling for you, yeah, this felt kind of like a rite of passage. It just felt like an announcement of exactly what's happening right now of like, this aspect, this woman sort of coming through. And yeah, it's, it's in, it's, it's, it's in the blood, it's in the dirt, it's in the bones. It's, 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 this is real shit, you know? And it feels like a ceremony got initiated. And um, the reason I said, here we go. It's like when I dropped into it for you, do you need a second? No, go ahead. Keep going. Um, Yeah. It's kind of like what I feel for you is, a ceremony got initiated and a ceremony like might want to be completed, you know, and there's, yeah, something here around, like, if you trust what happened and it's interesting, Arisa, cause I keep kind of like, I'm almost hearing the word, not like in a negative way, but I'm hearing the word like gruesome cause it's gruesome, right? A miscarriage. It's like, it's in, it is in the blood. It's in, it's a fetus. It's flesh. This is flesh and bone. This is real shit. That's why I was saying here we fucking go. You know, it's like, this isn't, I mean, you know, I love Reiki, but this isn't like Reiki. This isn't like light and love. This is like black magic voodoo shit. And um, yeah, so it's like, I'm kind of hearing like sacred process. She's here and you've, yeah, yeah. You've been resisting me in a certain way. I get it because it's kind of scary. And also here it is. And there's a relationship that really wants to be cultivated with, with I'm hearing this woman, but this lineage, this mm-hmm. tradition, Mm-hmm. And again, I can feel the sadness there because there is an aloneness with this walk because it's very, you know, it's, it's provocative. It's, you know, you know, yeah, you get it. And almost a part of you that, like I said, it's like, I'm kind of scared by this, this kind of, but what I'm hearing for you, Arissa, is you can have both. It's like, you can have both this wild shit and you can also still have the girl who's on the real world. You know what I mean? You can have the woman who lives in this world. So don't think it means you have to like become, you know, that, yeah. that, yeah, yeah, you get it. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. No, but I am hearing that for you. It's like possible to, it, yeah, you can dance and walk with the energy. And I'm hearing actually like, that's actually, that's kind of part of what the gig is for you. It is to marry okay. these yeah, worlds. Okay. I was going to say 
co- the coexistence. Yeah. Uh-huh. But there is, there's something very, um, like I said, but it's still, it does. It, your relationship to this woman feels private. I mean, it's interesting that we're doing this, right? But it feels private. It feels inward. It feels for you. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the birthday, like I said, it just feels like rebirth. Re, but I'm hearing re-fucking-birth. It's funny because it's like, it, I actually feel the connection because it's like, there's the little girl who is kind of like, what the fuck? You know, and then there's this woman who's like re-fucking-birth. It's like, you know, you're, you know, look, you've got a strong point of view. <laughs> um, you know, it's colorful. So, um, and I just want to say, it's for you, it's for you, it's for you, it's for you. So it's, I think what I mean by that is just... Um, Again, I know you really do have an impulse to help others. And I think that's great, as long as it's still for you. Mm-hmm. And I just really want you, and this still connects to the thing of like not doing too much. It's like, I, I really want you to, you, your, your energy and your experience got co-opted so early. This is your time, you know what I mean? For you to claim your magic for you to create what you want for you. And you get to do that. And if it, works for you to help others great but like i just i don't know i just want to say to you don't get it i mean she's sort of saying don't get it twisted it's like this isn't about like you going out and like being the one you know like being an oprah like who the fuck care like this is about there's something healing there's something that's going to be very healing for you in the lineage for you reconnecting to this and i'm just hearing like this is your time for you you could go off in a castaway light, like the movie Castaway. Yeah. And you're good karmically. Like you don't owe anybody anything. Okay. I don't think that's what your spirit truly wants to do like for the rest of your life, but like you could. So I just, again, so I think this is also still making sense of when I said it feels so important to say, we don't have to do a lot. Like you've done enough. Mm -hmm. And you get to really think about Arissa right now. And everything is just for you and that little girl. And that's it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Does that make sense? All of it. I mean, I have said over and over again, my goal is to be on an island living in a treehouse, you know, with like my wolves and, you know, various exotic animals I was able to tame. So um, this is very on brand. Right. And I think part of that too, like, I think there's been a part that's been a defense, right? Like that's the part that's kind of running away. But I think there, I think you were on target in the sense that there was a flavor of truth to it. And this is where the integration can come in where it's like, you're not going to the treehouse to not be grounded here on earth because you're scared of getting whisked away. It's like, no, I'm connecting to this embodied woman I'm here. I got myself. I'm not running from the depth of my experience. I'm in the blood sacrifice. I'm feeling my feelings. And from this place, sometimes I go to my treehouse because that's what I need and want to do. Peace out. See you when I see you. Exactly that. Like exactly before it was a misguided, I'm going to, you know, run away and like leave everything behind. But now it feels like I have finally connected to what I'm supposed to connect to. And I've created a safe space here where I can be rooted and grounded, like and anchored where I haven't before. That's what that, what it feels like to me now, my journey to my treehouse. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. So breathe and just take this all in. 
Yeah. Yeah. So I just really want to support you go towards this woman, go towards this aspect, go towards, you know, if you want to go towards like the 23 and me, like the, like, I just feel like lineage, whatever you can find out, you know, I don't, I know you've got like roots to the South. I don't know if you know before that, like where you came from originally, I just really want to support you to go back. Yeah, no. Um, uh, what's very interesting about that is that, um, I have always been into the genealogy of my family and finding my family history. My family history is unbelievable. Um, you know, with some of the stories that have been orally passed down um, through our experience, and it's really remarkable. Um, I, I it, it's remarkable, and I have found that yes, um, you know, in terms of my um, African um, lineage, we do trace back to the Yoruban uh, tribe in mm -hmm. Nigeria. So absolutely. And they're very powerful. Uh, it's a very powerful tribe. Um, and I'm still learning um, more about it, but absolutely you are right on the nose. Yeah. So go towards that. I also am hearing you might want to like, I don't know, something about writing stuff down, mm -hmm. like writing stuff about your, cause there's just something so sacred for you around reconnecting to lineage. And um, there's just something about like the ways in which you felt abandoned by family of origin finding that connection to lineage and healing something you know because mm -hmm. you know as i'm sure yep. you know your yeah your family members are dealing with their own stuff and i'm also hearing the italian side too like there's that side too it's like it's all here right okay is there anything else you need to say in this moment no does that question kind of feel complete yes yeah Okay, Let me, I'm going to just drop into it one more time to see if there are any threads. Yeah, no, <laughs> I just saw that woman in again. She's like, I'm here. Um, okay, great. So, you know, and I want to say, Arissa, and for everyone watching this, it's like, it's also just such a great example of, you know, we never know what this stuff holds for us, you know? So, and I want to say there still might be feelings connected to the miscarriage process, like, you know, the grief and the loss, but also look at the opening that's here. Look at, you know, obviously something in you wasn't going to push this away forever because you set this up, right? You manifested this, but in pushing it away, you were pushing away something so deep. And so that's kind of what I mean when I talk about the invitation of our lives. It's like, no, there's actually something so powerful here. There's the blood sacrifice, which is literally your name. It's in your name mm -hmm. on your birthday. Look at how the universe supports you, Arissa, actually. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, look at how the universe supports you. So much, so much synchronicity, so much magic. And, you know, I feel like I've probably said this to you before back in the day, but I'm going to say it again now. If you can manifest everything you've manifested, being in go, go, go mode and sort of pulling, like holding something back from full surrender, imagine what the F you're going to do when you're connected to this woman and you're creating space for the depth of your experience and you're saying to God, you know what, whatever, you throw it at me all right um is there anything you need to say in this moment no just thank you <laughs> so we may have already answered the third question um i'll bring it in just in case how do i find closure yeah i mean do you feel like this has been answered mm -hmm. yeah i'm just hearing you're doing it this is it this is it you know take all this seriously rewatch yeah. this yeah, I mean, it feels like something is lightened to me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, great. 
All right. Well, let me ask you, Arissa, is there anything I'll sort of drop in one last time just to see if there's any kind of little threads that want to come through, but is there anything that you need to kind of say or get clarity on or anything that feels unfinished to you connected to all this? No. All right. Let me just kind of see if there's any last threads. Yeah. I'm just hearing messages from your guides. We're here. We're waiting. Welcome. Mm. He's right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I also just feel so much love on the other side, like an experience of love, like your own experience of like your heart. Yeah. Okay. I just felt very loved in this moment. Mm. So take that in. Yeah. I just felt like like a group hug. If that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Like almost like, you know, we've been here this whole time. That exactly, exactly. That I was literally hearing that for you. I was gonna say that like they've been here the whole time. Uh huh. And it's fine. Like I want to say to you, it's, like, it's yeah. fine that you pushed it. Like it's fine. Yeah. You were doing what you had to do. Yeah. That little girl was surviving. So just take it in. Cause you know, I know she didn't have a deep experience of feeling loved. Uh-huh. All right, great. So um, what I'll do is I'll bring the session or the reading portion to a close. So what I like to do is I tone once for my heart center and that's just to facilitate the emotion of energy that we've initiated and then we can shift into opening this up for the group so if everyone wants to close their eyes if you're ready willing to say, yeah, like the space is open now. I want to hear about, yeah, where this is taking you. If you have questions that have come up, questions about like the topics or the themes that came up, or even just like the process of the reading itself. Yeah. Um, you know, I just, I'm still very struck by Arissa's share. I mean, I'm just so vulnerable and I, and I thank you so much. Like, and you know that, and that this topic that came up so strongly, um, happens today on Mother's Day, and and so I, I am feeling a lot there with respect to the themes that came up today. And but there is some for me, I guess, because my life, my my initiation into this life was kind of almost the inverse of what Arissa is sharing. Is like I was born, and I I know like my mother died like at my birth. And so I've always really thought very, very deeply about the meaning of like conception and like birth and birthdays, because for me, my birthday, I always think about my mother and her death. And so it's kind of this inversion. And so there is something I kind of wanted to share about that directly to Rissa a little bit, 
there's portals that like for me it's like there's portals that open at at birth and conception between mother and child where they're really like in deep deep connection and it wasn't touched a lot uh and I think Jamie did an amazing job like really getting into the the depth of like the me- the meaning behind your experience and it's like um but the motherhood the motherhood portion is like like I think miscarriages are completely misnomered first of all it's like the full you like the the maternal instinct was so so complete that that life like felt the fullness and satiation of that mater- like maternal connection to such a degree that like it was complete and so it wasn't an incompleteness there it's like an, a the sufficiency was there like the maternal sufficiency was there when that happens when that exchange happens and so like i do feel this place where it's like that like what Jamie said about initiation, like I think that's so spot on and that that soul or however people might believe it, I personally believe it's a soul, like completely supports your journey and your that initiation, like, and was in like deep connection with you in that. And so like, I feel that with my mother, I've had to come to terms with like exchanging life with her my whole life and so I just that's just something I wanted to name thank you so much for sharing that I'm so touched it's funny because we were originally going to do this on May 1st and then it just sort of like the way that it unfolded I was like oh we should just do it May 8th and neither one of us even realized it was Mother's Day like until you know and then we were I was like oh this is like Mother's Day um and so yeah I mean that's definitely here right I mean literally this is this is a process about the collective like the collective of these 25 people uh but you know the collective energy at least here in the states is mother's day you know and motherhood and uh what that means and i love i love what you said about portals you know portals and birth portals and miscarriage completions you know i just love it too because it's just such a different way like what you spoke about about the maternal instinct being complete it's just such a different way of looking at it and um to me again it just speaks to that notion it's like how we the story we tell ourselves about things is the story we tell ourselves about things and how we frame things is how we frame things and it's like you know there's such a conventional narrative around like what a miscarriage means and again it's not to take away from what it is emotionally but also that there can be more you know and how locked into like conventional narratives we get you know in society culture so thank you for bringing all that in i love that thank you so much narissa for sharing like so moving and especially the mother's day everything just touched my heart pretty deeply um Sorry, all of a sudden, very emotional. Um, the abandonment really spoke deeply to me. Um, my mother is still alive, but we haven't had a relationship for 11 years. Sorry, I don't know why I'm getting so overwhelmed. And um, you were speaking with Arissa about not abandoning self. And that's where I struggle over and over again is abandoning self and I'm kind of in this crossroads right now where I 
have set up a business and I'm just not sure if it's worth it to plow through or if I'm doing the same thing and abandoning self because it's a protective measure for not failing or being afraid of success or I'm just kind of wondering what you kind of feel about that. So if you were to state the question like in a really simple, specific way, what would, how would you ask it? Uh, should I continue on with this business? Well, there are no shoulds. I always say that, right? There's this free will. I will say when you said plow through, I mean, that hit me in a certain way. I mean, similar to Arissa, it was sort of like the energy. Like I, I almost saw like this tractor, like with a plow attached, like in front of your heart and your chest. And it's like, I'm plowing through that energy to me for you does not feel great. <laughs> um, and that language is interesting to me. So I'm curious what it would mean for you to not power through the business. Uh, what is the business? I'm an intuitive. I do Reiki, tarot. Let me ask you, do you like it? I love it. Oh, so then why wouldn't you do it? I was self-employed. I was able to take it to a point where I was self-employed with it. Um, and I had something happen to me in November that like shook me emotionally. I had to deal with the police restraining orders, police lineups, um, court, and I just didn't have it to give. And now things have settled down. And now it's just, I need to figure out what I'm doing moving forward financially and work-wise. And then how does this connect to self-abandonment? Because that's how you sort of brought this in. Because I've done a few self-starting things before and I'm just wondering if I'm, you know, abandoning it because it's hard and, you know, it's, it's costly, you know, to keep a website and to do certain things. It's, <laughs> yeah. I'm just, you know, at that point where is it worth it to, to do it full time or as full time as I can, or should I just kind of pull back on it and let it be what it's going to be? Well, I mean, this is what I'm hearing for you to let it actually be intuitive, you know? So meaning like when I heard you say it's like expensive to have a website, I mean, you know, I, I mean, have a website, great. But I also want to say, you don't have to have a website. You know I mean? You don't have to do anything. It's like you can, and that's what I'm sort of saying about plowing through. It's like, you can do this the way that you want to do it. And if your very business is about intuition, um, there's an intuitive way for you to follow that thread. It's like, are you listening to the business? Are you listening to the work? Are you listening to what wants to be created? Or are things sort of coming in where it's like, I got to do it this way. It's got to be this way, even though it doesn't feel good. Um, so I'm really hearing something around, let it be intuitive. Um, but let me just, I'm just going to try to drop in to you towards um, kind of this intuitive business. Yeah, I mean, it's like I see you, yeah, it's like I see you sort of circling around it, <laughs> kind of like looking at it from a side, kind of like um, Arissa at one point, like, you know, checking out, maybe she'll surrender. It's like, yeah, I'm kind of checking this out. Like, you know, I, you know, am I going to fully step into this? Because I feel like I feel some part of you that pulls back from it. Um, there's a part of you that pulls back from it. There's a part of you that's saying, no, I won't. I want to invite you to explore the part of you that might be pulling back from being in a free flowing business as an intuitive. Like, so, you know, what part of you might be scared of that? 
is yes, scared of what it means to be in your full intuitive flow. I feel there is something in you that is saying, no, like I, 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 I'm hearing like, it is not safe to let this flow. It's not safe. Like there's a danger here. This is where I could get taken out or wiped out in some way. I mean, it's interesting because you kind of mentioned like a situation that feels dangerous. There were restraining orders, right? Like it feels like that. And there's something about this here. There's something about if I'm in my intuitive flow, I'm setting myself up somehow to be unsafe. But I want to say there's actually like a strong, powerful energy in you that can be brought into this work and that can advocate for yourself. And it's like, rather than like a plowing through, it's like a, I'm offering this gift that has dimensions of magic and gentleness, but it's backed by a strength in me. And so I, yeah, I think I'll just sort of leave that there that I, I think this work holds a lot for you. I think there's something in you that resists what it means to go all the way into it. Because there's some image that if I'm, if I open up to this all the way, if I'm in my flow, if I'm in this intuitive magic, I'm not safe there. Does that make sense to you? Absolutely. 100%. Like a million percent. And I truly appreciate your time and energy on this. Thank you so, so much. Hi. um, I was just wondering, uh, I know kind of at the beginning, I sort of struck uh, Jamie when he said, uh, was never taught how to be me. And I don't know if anyone else felt this way, but it struck me, but I don't know how to make sense of it. So I was just wondering if for all of us or anyone who felt that way, sort of what, what should you be looking inwards for then to figure out why that struck you? Well, I mean, do you feel like it resonates with you because that is part of your experience? Yeah. Like, and maybe that's the answer in itself is you, if it struck, since it did sit with me, Maybe that's what I really have to think about is why that struck me. Like, obviously something in me is telling me like, oh, you need to explore that question, you know? And maybe that is the answer to my question. I mean, would it help if I I explained a little bit more what I meant by that? Yeah, I think that'd be helpful, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, I mean, it's something I relate to. I mean, look, I'm a weird guy, you know? I um, obviously, like, I'm deeply sensitive. And um, I'm a wide open channel. So like a lot comes through me. And, and on top of that, like, I'm deeply introverted, but I also have like an extroverted part of me and I have a, like a performer in me. So, you know, they're just all these different sides, you know? And so, you know, growing up, I mean, you know, my family, God bless them. You know, it's not like they were like, spiritually aware they certainly didn't know anything about like being an empath or being a channel or having these different currents of energy and so you know there was just no either in the family system and like the school system the cultural system there was really no context for like hey whereas you might think about it like for example in native american traditions for example you know when they feel like they've got someone who's like in that shamanic role it's like oh that's the shaman like we support that we have traditions for that we let the the the, the spirit know that and you know it's like it's named and it's supported i think for a lot of us i know for a lot of us because this is the bulk of the work that i do with people it's like we're born into this world that doesn't even really know how to hold space for all of our different complexity. And so then it's like, yeah, I just not only 
for me is this stuff not being named. Not only am I growing up not understanding that I'm an intuitive, I'm an empath, I'm this and I'm that. I'm also getting messages that like this about me, kind of like what, you know, Arissa was hearing about like, you're crazy. Like, you know, no, that's not true. Like, this is what we want from you. You know, I'm being told, you know, like I'm cold and I'm withholding because like, I'm, you know, like I'm going inward. So we develop all these wrong messages and it's, there wasn't space for me to learn how to be me. Like, oh, this is who I am as Jamie. These are the different threads in me. These are the different currents of energy. This is how I work with them. This is what they mean. This is where I go to too far with them or you know what I mean like this is how I learned to wield it so that's kind of what I meant by it does that help it does I guess what I'm hearing is it's just sort of finding your acceptance once you recognize that yeah and I also think it's the willingness to know who you are you know a lot of my work with clients is helping people to see like there's this thread of energy in me that I've labeled one way because I was taught or I learned or I got a message this is what this energy is And a lot of times it's completely untrue. And then it becomes like a self-fulfilling prophecy. So sometimes we also have to get curious about our own energy. Like truly, I, I, and I still deal with this to this day. I have to challenge myself to this day. I have something in me that tells me like I'm cold or withdrawn because I'm not, I don't always um, wear my love or my concern or my energy in a certain kind of warm and fuzzy way that just doesn't feel true for me. And I will minimize, hopefully, the warmth that comes through or the love that comes through, you know, and that, yes, that came from very specific messages I was getting. So a lot of times we have to be willing to also challenge our own stories. And, you know, I want to say it's not that we don't take self-responsibility for ways that we maybe do unconsciously impact others. But I also want to say like any place where we're maybe being really hard on ourselves, where we have deep shame, that's usually a good place to start in terms of maybe just getting curious about like, well, is there a way for me to get in a different relationship with this energy? You know, if if I weren't telling myself this were wrong or even something, let's say I do do something right that I know is kind of like, like I am actively withholding. Rather than judging it, can I maybe get curious about, well, why am I doing this? You know, where does this come from in my history? Like, you know, as a kid, I'm not trying to like consciously develop a destructive pattern. So why might I have developed this just so I can start to get more compassion and understanding for myself? And then from there, maybe start to have more freedom of choice. (laughs) Um, So I went on a little bit of a digression, but does that make sense? Thank you. I I wanted to thank you, Jamie and Arissa, for creating this space and allowing us to be a part of it and participate and witness you both doing what you're doing. Um, I could really relate to the part about distrust. Um, I feel like I've carried a sense of distrust since childhood, like the fuckery was real growing up um, with my family. Like when I heard what was coming through for you, I was like, yes, I feel that. I feel that. Um, I don't know if my family intended to do it. I feel like maybe it was almost compulsive or subconscious, but it implanted in me a feeling of distrust and where you decided to almost like to not sit still because of it. I did the opposite. I refused to move because of it. I just completely constricted and it was just like an act of defiance of like, I won't, I 
I don't trust you. I'm not moving. You want something from me. You're not getting it from me. And over the last year, I've been really learning to release that by learning to trust myself, by learning to have trust in God. And I've been calling forward people in my life that I can trust in an effort to stop constricting and start expanding. And um, these beautiful people have arrived, these really wonderful people that I I feel emotional, like I just feel so grateful for. But I'm finding that that distrust is existing in these new relationships where I trust their hearts. I know they're wonderful, good people, but I also have this awareness that in this life, we're really just living for ourselves. And so I'm having a hard time learning how to to develop these relationships where I can relate to them without feeling this fear of in the end, they're, they're going to hurt me. And maybe not intentionally, but just because ultimately we're all self-serving and sometimes we know not what we do. I guess if I had a question, it would be like, how can I learn to relate to people in a more healthy way where I can open myself up more and trust more? When I hear you ask this question, like the question I have back for you is, you know, are you willing to be hurt? You know, are you willing to be hurt? And are you willing to stay in relationship even as you're hurt? And are you willing to say, hey, that hurt me? Because you're going to get hurt. We're, you know, we're all going to get hurt. That's what happens. And I think it's kind of the, I think in all of us, it's the childhood wound that says this is intolerable. Because we, we, you know, we want to take it to an old story. I'm hurt, therefore this means, you know, whatever the particular flavor, like, oh, they did it, like, I am worthless, so you can't count on people, you know, whatever the story is, as opposed to just, ouch, that hurts, you know, when you said that, that hurt, when you did that, that hurts, and I'm a powerful woman who can tolerate this feeling, who can witness that I'm hurt, maybe I'm even triggered in an old story, that's okay. And it is true, some people will be able to meet you there and some people won't. And then that will hurt even more. And I'm just curious, like, is there a part of you? (laughs) It's like, you know, it's like what I'm hearing. It's like, it ain't gonna work trying to manage everything so that you're never hurt. It's just gonna kind of keep you locked away. And so, yeah, it kind of just brings me back to that question. And yeah, I'm curious to sort of hear how it lands with you and what you have to say. Like, are you willing to be hurt sometimes? Yeah, that really, that resonates. And that makes a lot of sense that, you know, that's just par for the course and that it'll be okay. Because, you know, that work that I've done to trust myself will come into play then like I can trust myself to get hurt and be okay Um, I think maybe some of the fear lives in um, feeling like I might not be heard and it'll just be double hurt (laughs) yeah so to me like that's sort of where the child comes in right because we feel so powerless when we're young 
you know, and it feels like, and it's, it feels so shameful, right? Like we don't get heard and then we feel like, but it's sort of like as adults, we have the opportunity to say, I feel like you're not hearing me. <laughs> and um, again, just to kind of be, it's painful sometimes, you know, sometimes we're not heard. Sometimes we're not seen. And again, you know, like you're saying, it has nothing to do with us. Right. And it's okay. You know, it's, it's like, ouch, this is the pain of not being seen and heard. Ouch, this is the pain of being misunderstood. Ouch, this is the pain of disconnection. It hurts. They might not see you. They might not hear you. You know, but there's nothing wrong with you for getting hurt. And there's nothing wrong with you if you're not seen or heard. Does that make sense? Yeah, that feels really nice to hear, actually. I'm going to carry that. Good. Okay, so um, I was just like playing with my Oracle cards before everything, and I picked a card and I just set it aside, but it's um, the Great Mother. Just, oh, wow. Yeah, and it's just beautiful. And it's just like the most simple little statement that I feel like just like, I'm ready to embrace wow. the extremes of my life and I lay all that I'm carrying on to the altar and fall into the great mother's arms. And I just thought that was super cool. I wanted to share that. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much. Thank you for sharing. Well, it's so interesting too, because I had suddenly become aware, you know, it's like they call Africa the mother country. Right? Oh yeah. Yes. I mean, it is interesting. Every time someone brings up mother, and I, again, I know it's Mother's Day, um, I do suddenly get drawn to that for you. I'm just going to, I don't know. I mean, there's nothing specific coming through, but that woman, you know, who came through, who has been initiated, she, I, it's weird because I don't experience her as like a mother in the sense of like giving birth to kids, but she feels very connected to mother energy. And that's kind of why my mind went there. Cause I was like, oh, she's this sort of African archetype. And then it was like, oh, the mother country. Um, so, you know, it seems Arissa, there's some, there is some sort of sacred relationship here to motherhood, you know, and sort of what that means for you. It, it makes me smile because it starts making me think about your mother, you know, and then your relationship with her. And, um, you know, I know that's kind of been a, <laughs> it's been a uh, been a journey and a process. That's interesting. She's coming in a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't want to open up too much before we have to go, but um, I just suddenly felt her. I mean, do you want to hear this? Yeah. I felt her. Yeah, just her own ambivalence about being a mother. You mm-hmm. know. Um, yeah, that's really what it feels to me. Like, kind of like she was like was she a young mom yeah yeah that's what it feels like it feels like um like as her looking around like kind of like you in a different way but like I didn't ask but like like when where how did this happen like I don't know that I I don't know like a real feeling of um I, I don't know why this is the language but like I didn't ask for this Okay, I'll just leave it there. But the reason why I'm bringing it in is there's something about her ambivalence about being a mother that feels important for you to like know about in terms, again, just continuing to contextualize your journey, your experience growing up, like the environment you are in, you know? And 
yeah, it's just, I don't know, it's interesting to me in this moment. So maybe that's just something to hold on to for another, another day. Yeah. Were you going to say something? No, just releasing a little bit of energy. Okay. It's almost like she felt like a kid herself still. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So she was like confused. Like, I don't know what to do with this. Yeah, and that's kind of what it feels like hands off. What? <laughs> yeah. And then I said, and then it was me, you know, this, you know, just unexplainable little force that, <laughs> you know, I don't think she knew what to do with it. <laughs> well, you know, maybe in her final moments, I just, you know, being that it's Mother's Day and, you know, there's kind of this motif of lineage, I just suddenly have this feeling to kind of bring your mother into the space um and just to kind of hold her here because i yeah it just feels like something really confusing happened for her mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah so we can bring her in if you're okay with that yeah yeah you know you guys what i always say at the end of my readings and i'll say it here is like you know this work ripples and reverberates so uh, certainly for Arissa, but also, you know, for everyone, like stay open, you know, to how this wants to ripple and reverberate, let it seep in, take care of yourself. Um, you know, this stuff is deep energetically, sometimes I think deceptively so, because it maybe just looks like we're having a conversation, but shit was happening. So, you know, rest today. If you feel any type of way, know that that's normal. And um see what happens if you kind of let yourself take this in and stay open to kind of what the world or the universe wants to bring to you in the next week or two. All right. Thank you. All right, you guys go forth. Have a great Sunday. Have a great mother's day. And I will see people later.